Studios in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Dan. My name is Freddie. And it's Thursday, the 31st. It actually is Halloween. So I want to welcome you to our spookiest episode. It's a haunted episode of Power Playthrough. Yeah. This episode is haunted by the ghost of... Ambition. Yeah, the ghost of ambition, (laughs) because we have none of it. We lost it all. (laughs) I, <laughs> the these episodes are very spooky. Not the scare the scariest one is the one that scared me so hard, the final swimsuit, which is our second episode for this block. <laughs> yeah. Just scared me straight in my pants. Uh, it actually scared me with a stiff, slight curve. What stiff as a board. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the first the first episode like in this block was very O Ranger shit, you know. It was yeah mm, okay. The first the first part of it made uh produced a lot of questions for me, and yeah. and it was very silly. But then the rest of it just very by the numbers O Ranger shit, and I was kind of like okay. But I'll say the the second episode and the third episode. Fantastic. I really enjoyed. So, when I watched these episodes three weeks ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I watched them before work one day. Because, for some reason, I just woke up at 4 a.m. and I was like, ah, oh, I can do some notes on O-Ranger. Mm-hmm. I wrote about a paragraph on the first episode. Yeah. And then, like, a page and a half on the second episode. <laughs> and then a whole page on the third episode. So... I mean, if that tells you stuff, because, like, when it just goes to, like, okay, fight, 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 it's kind of whatever for me, note-wise. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it's... Go ahead. Like I said, it's very by-the-numbers kind of shit. It's just, uh, it's just, I don't know, there's something very, very... It's a term I'm thinking of. (sighs) disinfected you know like it's like it's very just kind of it feels like a clean room you know it doesn't feel like there's a lot of spirit to it, a lot of life to it it feels like a lab you know yeah like that's the feeling i have with the these kind of episodes it's just very by the numbers routine uh kind of uh japanese um japanese mecha military kind of stuff you know and it's just like it doesn't really do it for me it does it for some people and that's fantastic but yeah. the way this episode starts though does it for me <laughs> yeah before we get into the episodes let's do a little bit of uh information about what's happening right now so as you're listening to this i am legitimately in the sky mm-hmm. if you're listening to it on the 31st yeah um so and i'm at the i'm at the kerger bing yeah 
Uh, I do most of the, e- I do all of the editing on the show, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the posting. Yes. So I have the next two weeks set up and ready to go. Don't worry, you're not going to lose out on any content, except for you are a little bit, because we're going to slow down a little bit, not do three episodes, because I'm not able to get three episodes edited and posted in the amount of time before we leave. Mm-hmm. So. Our next couple of episodes for the next few weeks are going to be single episode coverage, which yeah. probably means we'll go a little bit more in depth on you. Mm-hmm. So they actually might be better. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see if it works or not. Yeah. So Maybe. we're going to try that for a few weeks. It could be like, it could be us going really in depth, like you said, or it could be us really scraping the bottom of the barrel looking for bits. <laughs> Yeah, we'll who knows? Find, we'll find out. But once we get back, we'll try and get back in the swing of things to try and bring it back to the same level that we were at. I did have episodes plotted out through 200, and this does screw things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as with everything in life, plans change. So, with that, our first episode... The Classified Combination Order, airing July 28th, 1995, written by Hiroshi Asoda, directed by Shohei Tojo. The best part of the episode right here, robot training. Yeah, so um, we know that the O-Robo has been out of commission for a long while now. Or, yes. well, I say a long while, a long while in Sentai ter- terms. I mean, of- it's been four weeks yeah, as, yeah. like, showtime. That's true. Show, That's true. In showtime. <laughs> He's been out of commission, so we're rehabbing that boy. How he rehabbing that boy? Well, don't worry. We built some robot-sized gymnastics podiums for, or gymnastics pilot, uh, sawhorses for him to fucking leapfrog over. We, we made an obstacle course. We made an we obstacle. We made a basketball. <laughs> we made a basketball arena. Is yeah. that what that's called? <laughs> Court. <laughs> basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he has yeah he has a hoop he has a hoop he has a hoop ball park um he has he has a football smasher yeah <laughs> a soccer park yeah they and make some boxing training they make him yeah they make him some giant robot sized athletic equipment and they just let him go wild in this quarry with uh red puncher assisting him Oh, Red Puncher has has the the punch um the punch pads on his hands and stuff, li- working him through the motions. A couple of one one twos, one one two, one two ones, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Um, All with Shohei at the helm of O Ranger Robo. And then they finally do the the crown sword, and he cuts a rock in half. And they're like, he's perfect. He's, he's back. back. In, he's back in working order. Just in time for the new Barra Monster. The city is being crushed by Baramadillo. Mace face. Yeah. And I like I like Baramadillo. Baramadillo. Man, it's coming so up here, dirty. Baramadillo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you Baramadillo. <laughs> I just came over to Baramadillo. Yeah. <laughs> is that like borrow my quesadilla press? Borrow Madillo. Yeah. Or is it when you can't think? About what it is, and you call it somebody's deal. I came over here to borrow Madilla, you know? <laughs> that Madilla. Could be, that could be a brain, 
It could be a brain breaking. There, like there could very well be a brain breaking coming in, saying that, and the, and the words kind of just not only form together, but also lose letters at the same time, <laughs> and syllables, <laughs> and gain <laughs> syllables. You know all that. Uh, so it, it it's it, it's <laughs> like that redneck vocabulary segment that they used to have on the Amanda show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's Where a good you, reference. I'm gonna hit you in the face with a fish. Yeah. What? <laughs> Bam. That's a that's a good uh good reference. But yeah, borrow Madillo. We've we've never had an Amanda show reference. So we haven't had an Amanda show reference. No, we haven't. So, borrow Madillo is using the robots as like a ping pong board, mm-hmm. and uh, Bacchus Wrath is just on the field talking about how the ball is the most powerful shape in existence. <laughs> Very fucking machine thing to say. But, Nothing uh, is stronger than the ball. The bar, <laughs> bar Madillo in this form is basically like indestructible. Yes, like, but Bar Madillo takes his true form, and Chief Mira orders a combination that nobody ever knew about. Yeah, and they try it, and it fails. They need. And they, <laughs> go ahead. Well, yeah. They need, turns out, something to something to complete this transformation. They need a memory chip. And the last yes. place this memory chip, the last person to have this memory chip was our good old friend, uh, what I call him? Oh, man. It's too long ago. I can't think of what I called him. So, when they fail, yeah. they're ordered to withdraw from battle. And Bacchus Wrath is like, they must never touch. Don't let them touch. And at Woe Base, like you said, they need a memory chip, the Gatai memory chip. Mm-hmm. And they think about the dead man that lives inside of a Ranger <laughs> Robo. And they think about where they got Red Puncher. Yeah, this. So they go to see little Miyuki yeah. to ask her about the chip. Yeah, what happened to that? Oh. Yeah, and she. She talks about one time where she was praying at the rocks that she stacked to remember her brother that haunts a robot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I told you it was going to be spooky. Yeah, cease- uh, ceaselessly punching in the afterlife, powering Red Robo. She saw a little boy steal that chip, yeah. and they decide to uh, go find him. Yeah. And luckily, there's only one little boy that plays with memory chips in all of Japan, and that boy's name is Satoru. And he's working on an AI in his room as the yeah. O-Rangers show up at his home. I think he's... So I thought this kid was a whiz kid. Like, I mm-hmm. thought he was, like, a genius. But I think he's actually just a fucking idiot. So... Uh, I mean, like, he's just the kid that takes apart the vacuum and can't put it back together. Yeah. He's like, not Billy, who can put it back together and now it's got ten times suck. <laughs> yeah. He can't He can't re- reassemble it and make it a per- perpetual energy device. Or a perpetual motion device. Cut that. <laughs> yeah, he can't... Like, he doesn't seem... He seems to be... When they first show him... Oh, there's, there's a lot of cutting for me on my end. When they first show him... When they first show him, he's in his room and the O-Squad, the O-Ranger Squad, has showed up at his house looking for him. And his first instinct, when he looks out... He sees these world heroes, these the Avengers, you know. He sees this 
this this uh, group that is incredibly famous and known worldwide for being Earth's protectors. When he sees them out there, he runs. Oh yeah, he, he's a little criminal. He, he runs. He runs with his stupidly. He has this big blocky Game Boy looking thing that he put the memory chip in, and the memory chip, or the little uh, the blocky Game Boy, just says hello. And he's like, you stupid machine, is that all you could say? Just, cool, man. You, this is artificial, artificial life here, and you're just shitting on it. When he sees the O-Rangers, he runs out the back door, immediately gets gets uh, surrounded by Barra soldiers. Thankfully, since the O-Rangers are just on the other side of the house, they come at him. We get into a fight that, that, that um, leads off into the quarry, where we get this very, very, Before very we go cool, there. Hmm. There is an incredible shot in this battle where Goro is dual wielding the Choriki Riser and a Bara staff, and he's kind of just spinning it around and stabbing Bara soldiers. That shit's incredible. Yeah, he he gets it, it. It don't stop there, baby. It don't stop there whatsoever because when we get to the quarry and we get onto this like the slope, it's just all slow motion of Goro fucking holding the kid in one arm swinging his sta- swinging the baton with the other and just cutting down bar soldiers in slow motion they go tumbling down the hill with like it's it's real cool looking goro is top tier red yeah <laughs> it's it's fortunate and unfortunate that he's in o ranger because O-Ranger provides the military background for characters where you'd expect an elite like this to be on this kind of squad. Mm -hmm. But with the writing of O-Ranger leaving so much character development, like just out, leaving it behind. Yeah. Is being the downfall of the show. But like Goro still shines out as a top tier red. Yeah. At least that's the, at least he, at least he's very evidently competent. At least he's he's cool, you know. Even yeah. if we're not getting the character, uh, even though we're not getting the character juices we want, he still comes across as a badass, and that's important because otherwise we wouldn't have anything. But yeah, and I mean, like, if you were to compare the Reds in what we do, like, if you start out at Geki, like Geki was a fine guy, right? Yeah, there was nothing wrong with Geki as a Red Ranger. It's just he's kind of He's like a milk toast Red Ranger. He's the hero, a leader, the prince. Yeah. Like he's he's the perfect guy who had a fucked up upbringing that like made him a little more interesting with his brother. Mm-hmm. That's and what I was gonna say. That's where half of his character is dependent on his brother. Like yeah. half half his characters, what you get is very dependent on Barai. And then like Sasuke, not Sasuke Ryu, you come into him. And he's a shitty Red Ranger he's until re- reluctant. he is, until he's given a like, like a motivator. I would say, like kind of a, yeah, a catalyst, the, the motivation to be Red in the Demon Boxer Gene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing Red Ranger about Ryu until Gene, mm-hmm. and he's pushed. Like he, that's one of the best things about Rio is that when he is pushed is he like he continues to excel that's he is pushed to this point where he he's forced to become this you know be to become his status which is a red ranger the pot Taoist episode is one of the best we've ever seen yeah and sasuke is he is 
he's Rocky in the sense that he's a Red Ranger that's not a Red Ranger. Yeah. Yeah, where, but, where we have Surihime, who's, who's you know, not wearing red, but evidently, you know, very clear. You watch it, she, that's the one with the, that's the one with the, the leadership role in there. But, as like a solid hand, Sasuke is very good, and a good leader when he needs to be. Sasuke, but he knows that yeah. Tsurihime is the boss. Yeah, Sasuke kind of comes off as the as the um, what's the term I'm thinking? The the, the rank uh, squad leader. You know, he's yeah. not he's not the commander, but he's the squad leader. You know, like he's a good field leader, and like he 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 comes through for the boys. And he, yeah, he's very. And anytime Tsurihime is in is in peril, and like and that's kind of like the whole thing with Kakurinchi that we love so much is that those boys do love Tsurihime quite a bit. Yeah, you know. And they and they're extremely loyal to her, but there's a there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of things, and but the the main thing with um Sasuke is that even though he's in that position where he's not the 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 foremost leading ranger in the group, we still have all this rich character with him. You know, the the yeah. whole the whole episode with the uh, butterfly and all that. Like it's just you know it's we we get a lot. We get a lot, and it and it's. It's it's all good as long as we hit that kind of quota. It doesn't matter, just as long as the kind of like the ratio's nice, right? There's yeah. got to be something there. And with Goro so far, we've had very little character. This guy, and maybe that's kind of just him. He, he is no character. Where in the sense that he's straight laced, career Goro, military. You know, Goro is O Ranger. Yeah, that is his personality. He was raised to be this like warrior of Choriki. Mm-hmm. He was raised in the military, trained as an O Ranger, and he's just an elite military force. Like he doesn't have a life outside of this. Yeah, yeah. Goro it's... doesn't find himself till his life outside of O Ranger, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, pre- I guess, roundabout way of saying we're appreciative that we do have what we have with Goro, even though the show hasn't hit. Um, it's stride with the character development quite yet, even though the two episodes after this, we get some more of that juicy kind of more light, uh, character focused episodes. This, uh, just, just to have a conversation about that. I think they realize that they're, I think in filming, they realize that their best characters are Jerry and Momo. (laughs) Yeah. It seems that way. It seems that way. Like Shohei and Yuchi are cool. Mm Mm-hmm. They're cool enough. Like, Yuji's super handsome. He could have been a top tier. He could have been the guy that they put in front, but he's probably not a good enough actor for it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Shohei got a Shohei got a body that don't stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, they probably realized that every episode about him, he can't be shirtless that often. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's really eye drawing. That's for sure. So they. Got a lot. They did latch him in the in the in the familiar role of the auxiliary goofy boys. <laughs> yeah, and Jury and Momo are just the characters that have the most personality. They're probably the two best actresses on the team. Mm-hmm. So they went with them as the main characters, and you can't hire somebody to be red without making them a main character. Yeah, it's just a fact. Yeah. So. So. These, yeah. This fight um, that's happening on this hillside uh, comes to a conclusion when, like, the the bar soldiers dogpile on Goro, and they roll down the hill, and then he fights them off, finish, 
finishing the few stragglers, then runs off with uh, the little boy. Uh, what's his? We just said his name. Satoru. 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 Um, and he has that device you have as a memory chip in it, right? And the kid immediately kind of like fucking clams up, like pulls it close to his chest. So no, this this is my dad's. And he, yeah. we get a flashback where his father was a brilliant, um, brilliant scientist or a brilliant engineer, and this was the last thing he made, which was a computer that can talk to people. He made an AI, and he well, had- he was trying to develop an AI. His dream was to have a computer that would combat loneliness, essentially. Yeah, is it like he hands it? Like we see the flashback where he hands him, and he says, "This is the smallest one that's ever been made. Nothing else. There hasn't been an AI of this size, but yeah. it doesn't have enough memory. Its memory chip isn't powerful enough. Without a better memory chip, this thing is stupid." Yep. <laughs> so, this little boy, who, like I said. Uh, the first appearances makes me think that he was like a genius, like a whiz kid. But actually, if you look at the flashback, his father dies in this flashback, by the way. <laughs> yes, uh, if you look at the flashback and you look at now, he's literally aged none. Not at all. So this was a couple weeks ago, I'm going to yeah, say. Yeah, well, in, in Japan, you Is basically it? get to deal or- with your parents' death in like seconds. <laughs> This oh okay all right all right there is a line he says last summer is when he found the memory chip so I imagine his father died just a couple weeks before that so it's it's barely been a year it's barely been yes. a year for him so this kid this all leads me to believe like oh okay that so they, he really isn't a genius he was using his father's lab he is just trying to fuck with what was left behind and try to make sense of it even though he yeah. doesn't doesn't have the same gift that his father does. So, he found this memory chip, as uh, was shown in the other flashback, by the grave of the seat. <laughs> by the of the ghost puncher of the ghost puncher. Took that chip, jammed it in there, just because he saw it was a chip, and his dad said it needs a memory chip. This is a memory chip. Now dad's dream can come true. I put it in the device, but still it don't talk good. Yes, but I'll finish it. I'll make dad's dream come true. And Garo's like, kid, you're dumb as rocks. They're going to attack you as long as you have this thing. You need to hand it over. It's important. Yeah. And, uh... Baramadillo. <laughs> immediately attacked by Baramadilla. Baramadilla. And, <laughs> and the Takapas. Yeah. Luckily, O-Ranger Robo is there to engage it in, like, a super flashy way. But Goro and the boy take off, and there's a really cool wire shot done from the bridge from Kaku Ranger where the Sasuke suit gets thrown off mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, uh, the, with the fight of it is, the uh, flower it's, it's, it's the It's the dummy dumping bridge. It that's, is the dummy dumping bridge. That's where you That's where you go. You need to get, discard your mannequins or your dummies. <laughs> Just toss them off that motherfucker. Let, let nature reclaim them. Back and to, the good thing is... Back to from where you came. Bacchus throws the two off. And shows up to destroy the talking PC, because he's like, fuck it. If I can't just take the thing, I'm just going to destroy it. And Goro jumps in front of Satoru when the explosion happens, and it destroys Goro's clothes. Destroys destroys the device, too. Yeah. Bacchus states that it's over. The robos will never combine. 
But luckily, this when is the some, chip this, exploded. This is some very, I don't know, something. <laughs> so, yeah, go on, Dan. Go. When the chip exploded, yeah. it burned the coating needed onto Goro's back. Yeah, so Goro, I mean, it, on one hand, it adds another layer to Goro's badassness. Because the dude just had, dude just got branded with a whole line of coating on its on this, on the whole broadside of his back, without flinching yeah. or fucking saying anything. But the other hand, like so, apparently the device, as Goro explains, was on its screen. It was displaying the the code needed for the combination that they were yes. trying to upload to uh, Obase to make the combination but they got it got destroyed in that moment the fucking heat of the blast um i forgot what this is called but you know like atom bombs do this shit you know where they burn yeah. shadows into buildings you know like 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 i forgot what this is called there is a term for it but it fucking brands that coating onto goro's back just as that was ha- it's a little it's a little Power Ranger, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's it's a little. Well, I mean, it's, it's all a... Power Rangery because yeah. you know source yeah. footage. Yeah, yeah, but... but I mean, it's like it's very um, Saturday morning kids, uh, American kids television stuff. I, I want to yeah. say, you know, it's very like oh, that was very fucking convenient. Anyway, when well, when I when mean, the like, fuck have we ever cared about that? I mean, in this series alone, this is the second time where like yeah. it's been like we fucked you over, and it's like. Actually, yeah, <laughs> that's true. You yeah. didn't. Yeah. So, yeah, it burns into his back. Goro doesn't fucking move a muscle. Like, he's yeah. just standing there holding the kid. Looks back, it's like, oh, it got destroyed. Bacchus proclaims his victory, and then fucking Goro turns, shows him the new back tat that is just going to be there, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. the uh, at Obase, they're watching this, and the chief's like, perfect. And put that into the computer right now. They do. They're able to combine. We're gonna fuck up Barmadillo. <laughs> you so, know, Barmadillo sounds like you're trying to say like someone trying to be faux, like do do the faux intelligence thing. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, it's like the people that say it's like it's like um like irregardless, you know. Yes. Where it's just like. That's not a word, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it, where it goes, <laughs> where it's like saying, like he explaining, gets to the end. Now, bar Madillo, everything should go all right. You know, like, <laughs> and you're like, what you, what you, what the fuck did you just say? You know, bar Madillo, well, everything should go smoothly. <laughs> well, <laughs> Goro sounds... summons Red Puncher and just leaves the boy in the hands of the Machine Empire. Yeah. <laughs> Baranoia Empire. Fuck this kid. <laughs> and he shows up using all of his big attacks. He's like, Magna Puncher, Gatling. Oh, that shit doesn't work? Let's use the thing. And they create the new form of O-Ranger Robo, Buster O-Ranger Robo. Mm-hmm. With Goro at the forefront of the cockpit this we get... robo takes no shit he doesn't he can't move like i said about power rangers he can't they just become a 
uh, they just become like a gun installation. Yeah. Yes. And they use their main attack, which is called Buster Cannon Burst, and they just kill Baramadilla. <laughs> <laughs> the O-Ranger Robo meets Satoru on the bridge, and they vow to make the help that boy make a talking PC because it would definitely help the O-Ranger out in the future. Mm-hmm. Which, this is exciting because uh, the the Defender Wheel. The Defender Wheel is the one that Red gets in, right? Warrior Wheel. I think that this kid is going to be the future of Warrior Wheel. Mm, gotcha. Which we'll get to know as Tackle yeah. Boy. Tackle Boy. <laughs> Fun names in O-Ranger, you gotta give them that. <laughs> yeah. Red Puncher, Tackle Boy. Yeah, yeah. Baramadillo. <laughs> Wait, doesn't Zeo have Auric the Conqueror? Yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot of shit in O-Ranger. Yeah. Or is that Car Ranger that has Auric? Wait, Auric is which... Wait, no, Auric is... It's the, it's the Easter Island head... That has the key that you put in it, and it opens up, and he's like a superhero with a cape. That, oh my god, that may be, that has to be Turbo. They can't jam that into fucking Zeo as well, can they? Well, now it's time to look it up. I forgot about him. Power Rangers Zeo, baby. Wow. How the fuck does he come in? Well, I guess that makes sense with the Choriki shit. Like, for the first time ever, Auric makes a lot of sense. Oh, I can't be I, I can't be looking. I can't be looking at images. I'm going to spoil stuff. Yeah. But Auric the Conqueror, like, that's something I totally forgot about. Me too. Till like, right now. Like, O-Ranger Robo, Red Puncher, Pyramidus, uh, Super Zeo Megazords, Auric, Tackle Boy, King Ranger... Got a lot. Got a lot going on there. Man, if you just tuned into the episode while I was naming off all that shit. <laughs> like if they could tuned in like like on a radio. <laughs> yeah. Is there a podcast yeah. radio out there? Can we be on it? Like yeah, where where um, it's just where it just you can just jump from station to station? Uh nothing to prove's on that. We Dom should Vitale. He's on a oh, he's on a like cool. constant like streaming radio station. We should be on that. That'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> just then people could have that experience you're talking of, where you, <laughs> where just, you just sound like a madman. You're sitting there hearing me going, "An Ore Bazooka <laughs> King Smasher." Sometimes I use the Big Bag Buster and the Giant Roller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> my sound- favorite O Ranger machine is Sky Phoenix, but I don't really care about. Dash Leon or Dogie Lander, where <laughs> you just sound, where <laughs> you just sound like a like an insane board member of Milton Bradley <laughs> just pitching his new new idea. <laughs> Get me a mower loader. What's that? Get it. I've seen it in my dreams. Make yes. it. <laughs> we'll make a new show called Thunder Wings, and it will be about a British family that all flies on the size of a tiger. Did you say the size of a tiger? Yes! <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be awesome if you wrote it. 
they, I would love for people to have that experience to be their first PP experience. So it just be fucking come come in for thirty five minutes in, man. You know, to come twenty eight minutes, thirty five minutes, somewhere around there. Come on in, get real fucked up in your brain. Get a nice PP experience <laughs> yeah. on the next episode. So well, I want to say though, well, we'll talk about it on the next. Episode. No, no, no. Say it. Say it. Well, it has to do with the next episode. Okay. Well, episode 23, The Final Swimsuit, Mm -hmm. airing Mm -hmm. August 4th, 1995, written by Toshiki Inoue, directed by Masato Sujin. It's summer, y'all. Summer is about... Everybody. Everybody's at the beach. It's about youth. It's about something else. I don't know. Did it say youth, summer, eternal fun? Titties. Titties. <laughs> the, gonna... We'll talk about... All right. So what I want to talk about is that you know how we don't jump or how we don't watch the little ending n- next time on O-Ranger shit? Yes. Unless we get to the last episode. Well, I was just letting it rock. I wasn't thinking about it, Just letting it rock on to Roku. And... Mm-hmm. When it got to the end of the last episode and said next time, and it gave the synopsis for this episode we're about to talk about, they the uh, the announcer had a real good funny. Hit me with that one more again. Yeah. Where he says, <laughs> says next time, the O-Rangers go to the beach and borrow clothes turns them all into metallics. Mm-hmm. All right. And he says, okay, O-Rangers come to swim in the beach, but Barra Close turns them into armor people. <laughs> Jury gives us a lot of big fan service. I mean, action scenes. <laughs> that was funny. That was oh. good. <laughs> that was well, really, that was really, uh, really aware. Yeah. It is very aware. It is very aware. Good stuff. Well, the the summer, sea, and youth. The team's at the beach, and Shohei and Yuji want to meet girls. But Goro thinks they should be training. Mm -hmm. Shohei's looking around. He finds his ideal women just floating on a little thing. Sorry, the volume just decided to unmute itself. Oh. Go on. And it turns out that Shohei's ideal women are Jury and Momo. Yeah, because he swims, he swims out to them like a leopard seal. Yeah, and he, they're on a they're on a raft. We see two we two we see two girls, but I mean, going by their figures and all that, we immediately know who they are. But you know, yes. let's see what the how the joke plays out. But so, Shohei, who spends every hour of his life with these girls, can't tell their bodies. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, he, that sounded gross for me, but <laughs> like, yeah. Their hair. Yeah. Their hair. Yeah, their hair. Their hair. The the, the, the O-Ranger outfits are very unflattering. Silhouette. So I can understand him not knowing their silhouettes because yeah. those outfits are very boxy. They are. They are. So he comes up to him and says, hey, how's it going? What's your fucking sign? Do you come here often? Do you want to come with me? Huh? <laughs> like, the, the, worst, the worst come on he could possibly do. And they turn around and... Guess what, y'all? It's fucking Halloween because they got monster mask on. <laughs> I told you it's gonna be spooky. It's a spooky day. It's spooky. Oh, they scared the shit out of Shohei, and they're then they're like, "You fucking idiot!" 
What are you, you doing? You didn't know it was us? Yeah. Well, up in space, at Baranoia, Bulldone is looking at porno. <laughs> He's talking to, to his daddy about his ideal wife. Yeah. It, <laughs> if, if Bacchus Raff had a belly button, he'd be going at it right now. Yeah. As he was looking, the way he was looking at this, this book filled with these fleshy women. Yeah, it, and Bacchus was telling Bulldog, he's like, that one's good. Maybe you should get on that one. Yeah, that one's all right. That's <laughs> and, and Empress Hysteria shows up getting very racially angry. Yeah, she states uh, that humans hide their weaknesses behind clothes. Yeah. Oh, God, why are you looking at humans, little metal boy? You should be looking at metal women. Daddy, yeah. make him a metal woman. Yeah, he's... he he. <laughs> He says, oh, well, I was just admiring the clothes, right, Dad? And, and Bacchus Raph's like, <laughs> Exactly, clothes, yeah, not, their, yeah. not what's under them. Yeah, I don't want to feel that. Ugh. Skin? Ugh. Yeah, I don't want anything. Yeah, Steria is so pissed. She is so pissed that her yeah. boys are looking at disgusting humans. <laughs> and because she believes her son at face value, she says these clothes are weakness, and she's going to turn that weakness against them. And she rips up the magazine, mostly lamenting the loss of her son's youth and his innocence. <laughs> but back on Earth, the team is wrapping up at the beach, and yeah, her little both, boy. <laughs> both the teams go into their respective locker rooms. Yeah, they're getting the shower up. They're just get all that get all that ocean water off them. Not yeah. not the not the Sonic drink, but actual ocean water. They don't <laughs> they don't have the. They don't have the have typical uh, the typical American problem, I which is washing off the fan. ocean water. <laughs> I know you're I know you're not a Sonic fan. Not but not, not for not for food. Have you tried their carnival menu yet? No, we talked we about can, we we have talked about this. Yeah, we've talked about the Oreos, right? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about with the Oreos. And and Bryn got them a la mode, right? Yeah, and she didn't know what a la mode meant. Yeah, that's that's the love of my life, y'all. Well, yeah, I still haven't been to a Sonic, and maybe maybe we'll see this Friday. See how Tony feels. Yeah, because Tony's usually down to clown, and if I'm gonna make food mistakes, it's usually with Tony. Yeah, just wait till that donut sandwich comes from from KFC. <laughs> speaking of speaking of the KFC. Have you seen that they made a dating simulator? I did. I watched a streamer play it the other day. Yeah. And as she was watching it, she's like, oh, my God, how did they make the colonel so hot? Oh, shit. (laughs) And then at the end of it, they introduce a new menu item for KFC. The mac and cheese uh, chicken combo. No shit. I turned on the television like the next day after watching her play this because I was like, oh, that mac and cheese chicken combo looks pretty good. It seems like something that a famous bowl would be. Yeah. They were advertising for it. That entire thing, that three-hour dating sim that I watched a streamer play Mm -hmm. was a three-hour commercial for these chicken mac and cheese combo. They're getting dangerously clever, y'all. Well, like, did you see that Wendy's released that whole D&D expansion for download? Yep, yep I did. Did you guys download it? No, no. I mean, we'll do that as a one-off, maybe with different characters and shit, but it would be fun. 
but it, to do a whole Wendy's dungeon. I mean, I guess it's just, I guess this is kind of just, yeah, you know, capital, late stage capitalism marketing. It's all taking over, but I guess we could just close our eyes and have fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But, Getting out of the country till this all blows over. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm in the sky, y'all. Yeah. But anyway, so they're washing off that ocean water, and Bara clothes is on the scene. Yes. He zaps the boys' clothes that are hanging on some hooks inside their inside their area, in their little bathroom area. And he goes over Yuji is wearing the tightest pink tie-dye shirt. Yeah. He goes over to the women's side, and he decides to have a little peek first. Yeah, he doesn't really just want to cast a spell on their clothes. He wants to see them bodies. <laughs> yeah, see if he can pound off a little before he gets before he before he has to zap the clothes. I don't know. He looks through the blinds. He sees he sees our girls, and he's watching. But Momo catches him. It's like, who's that? She turns, looks, sees him ducking away. That's good. That's good. I feel like you should always be ready for an unwanted male gaze. Because <laughs> they're always trying to look at it because uh, they should know better as men, <laughs> yeah. but they don't. They men. don't. They're just they just follow their dicks everywhere. Yeah. Men are horrible. We know that. Men are men are fucking yeah. terrible. Think about how I'm about to objectify Shohei's ripped boy tank top. <laughs> we, yeah. We like think about how much I know that he wants to be comfortable but free to fight and show off all that fucking stretch. Yeah. Talk about a boy that Talk about a boy that got cut like Red Ranger cut, you know. And now he just has all this, this, this pent up need. He's Red Ranger cut, but he's got Green Ranger time. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a real good one. So the girls and how Goro's just in Daddy's Hawaiian T-shirt, just hanging out, <laughs> just enjoying. Yeah. His finest hey, Tommy Bahama. Yeah, yeah. You know that's that's exactly right. You want to know when it's time to go. When it's time to go to the restaurant or head back to the hotel, you look for the guy in the Tommy Bahama. Yeah. That's a daddy. He'll tell you. So the girls chase him out onto the beach. And they're like, oh, peeping on girls. That's low, even for a machine beast. And Baraklo straight up says, nah, fuck you. Don't flatter yourself. I like girls with real curves. And he does the universal hand gesture for big tits. Yeah. Yeah, I then- do... <laughs> That, like, he has to objectify them before he does that? Yeah. No, no. I I mean, yeah, I was looking at you, but, like, fuck, I didn't get hard or anything. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Wasn't like I was aroused. So he he tosses Momo into the water in this fight, and the boys come and and, uh, help her up. But then everyone just does the most, like... In today's climate, I'll say. Or, not today's. Yeah, in today's climate. In today's awareness of such things. Each, the boys all give her this gaze that is purely uh, predatory. <laughs> they yeah, all... They, 
they give her rape face. They all give her rape face. They all look at it. Well, especially Shohei. But Shohei clowns, man. Like, I have a still right here. Yeah, Yuji looks like he's been in a fraternity, and this is, like, the eighth (laughs) time he's done this. Yeah, and Shohei looks like he was in the Marines. Yeah, well... The boys come in to help. They transform into new Barra soldiers, and Momo is made into one as well. They get pretty cool outfits. Yeah, they're made metallic. Yeah, with awesome, like, metallic face paint. Each of them just has, like, a design, you know, a simple design on their face. But as they're holding Momo, she gets shot by the same Barra clothes energy, the Barra metallic wave. So, instead of getting a Bikini Bay beach battle... Uh, we get Mama Jury needing to escape, but in the escape, the new Barra soldiers take her power brace. Mm-hmm. It's okay; she got away. Yeah, she. The gets next a- time we see Jury, she is in full Rambo first blood mode. Yeah. So, dude, I want to say so. She definitely had. She definitely had like an emergency pack, like a la Ron Swanson, somewhere yeah. out in the wild. Because she's straight into the woods. She has a, she like like you said, Rambo has a big old, fuck, big old fucking hunting knife. Has yeah. a M60 machine gun and a headband. Like, she is ready to fucking rock. So I can only imagine that she went to someplace out in the woods where she has a hollowed out stump. Where she has a like a duffel bag packed away with all this stuff she has a bandolier of grenades a bandolier of bullets you know the headband is fashionable though (laughs) i like that (laughs) shohei tries to handle her but like gets her into is it like one of those like rope nets so as Momo's, up... yeah, as she's thinking of her plan, what she's going to do, she's, she realizes, and yeah, very, very cleverly, like, she watches Power Rangers, she watches Super Sentai, she's like, if I destroy that antenna on top of Barra Close's head, I think that'll break, I think that'll disrupt his metallic wave and bring everyone back to normal. But as she's yeah. thinking about that, she gets roped around the neck. She like, oh, oh like, like a, kind of like a... It's not a whip. It's just straight up like a rope. And it's, They're trying to lynch her. Yeah, and Shohei is pulling her around. He's now trying to choke her with it. It's like one of those those uh, mountain climbing ropes, you know? Like, And uh, she uses her knife to cut herself free just as bar soldiers come in and shoot their eye blasts. The eye blast, yeah. though, doesn't do like... The first one doesn't do like the normal explosion. It produces a energy net that turns into a real net. That yeah that 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 uh fully envelops Shohei. When he's on the ground, the bar soldiers start firing their regular eye blasts. At that point, that's when um jury fucking rolls like action rolls to the side to dodge these blasts. Picks up that fucking M sixty. This is like a full on Vietnam War hog machine gun yeah. with a belt fed and all, and just unloads on the bar soldiers. It's really fucking cool. Uh, when she's out, she gets um, she runs into her next opponent, which is um, Yuji, Yuji, who has and a fucking she just spear. Gets him away. Yeah, yeah. Like her encounter with Yuji 
doesn't matter. Yeah, she slips him. She uh, they fight by the river. She rolls him to the side, and then she runs into the runs into the woods and climbs a tree. But when she was in when she's in the tree, uh, she has a grappling hook that she throws around Yuji's ankles and then strings him up and then kicks him as he's hanging limp. Just kicks him straight in the solar plex and knocks his ass out. Yeah. She. Yeah. <laughs> So you, um, uh, jury is in full on murder mode because there's rustling in the bushes nearby. She pulls out her knife like she's going to stab whatever she finds there. She runs over to the bush and it's a little boy, just a yep. little lost boy in the woods. And he's scared. He doesn't know where he is. She says she'll help him, throws him on a, on her back and she starts walking. She doesn't she face Momo before this? No, no. She uh, she walks with the little boy for a while, and then she se- she knows something off as she she hits like a clearing in the woods, and there's uh, trees are are rustling. So she draws her knife and she has it at the ready, like a stalk of bamboo behind her like rustles like like a um, a stalk of bamboo behind her shudders a bit. She turns and in that moment, Momo jumps from the fucking woodwork with two swords. And they start going at it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they fight for a little bit, and we see Barak clothes kind of on the cliff trying to take a shot at Jury. Yeah. But he hesitates a little bit because of the boy. I want to say there's this cool moment with uh, Momo. Just a just a cool technique to uh, to make note of. She crosses her swords and sticks them in the dirt, and mm-hmm. then kicks then kicks him with her foot shoveling dirt by do by doing so she shovels dirt out of the ground with her blades and flings it at um at jury's face yeah that's one of the first things that my dad taught me when fighting was to throw sand in their face so that that, that was really oriented cool. that was really fucking cool and then momo um or uh, momo then gets struck in the neck by um by jury and when she falls to the ground, Jury, like, falls to her knees and she does, like, this praise. Oh, I'm so sorry, Momo. Because that's her homie. That's her best friend. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Doesn't Momo cut her clothes up a little bit? Uh, not, not, not yet. That's, so, the, that's Daddy Goro that does that. But she, she runs so to the river. in the possession. Yeah. In the, like, whole thing. Yeah. We see that clothes kind of gets an idea in his head. And... She continues to run by the river where she's met with Goro, and she's going to face him with the boy on her back. Yeah. She she just got done washing the dirt out of her eyes from her fight with Momo. Yeah. And she's about... To, yeah, she puts the boy on her back, and then Goro comes out of the fucking water like... I don't... Like, uh... Like Chuck Norris. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, the best way i can put it i guess like comes out of the water like fucking not the meme chuck norris like i'm talking about chuck norris in um in uh delta force <laughs> like real chuck norris. yeah real chuck norris comes out of the fucking water with a knife and we get a knife fight he slashes her bikini in two spots cutting it around her waist uh she yeah fights fights her all the way to this cliffside where she manages to disarm goro and she's she like she has a knife now but then the little boy fucking nerve holds her, like yeah. just jams his fingers into the into the nape of her neck. 
Yeah, because he is now possessed by Baranoia as well. Yeah, he's got his own little metallic outfit and shit. <laughs> the only way that Jury gets out of this is to fall off a cliff. Mm-hmm. We later cut to Jury stealing clothes. Yeah, she... But, cu- but for the fate of humanity. Yeah, she washes, she washes up on a, a beach somewhere with the little boy, yeah. and she lays him down on this, like, kind of, like, dock. Or not this dock, this, like, a uh, this uh, deck. Not dock, deck. It's the deck of some kind of beach house. And inside, someone is showering. She goes inside, she steals these clothes. But Goro is hot on her tail. Goro yes. fucking flying kicks her as soon as she comes out of the house, and now she's surrounded by all four of the boys. And Momo. Uh, uh, is Momo there? I am just, I'm just going off. All of, all oh, of now Momo's there. there. Yeah, now Momo's there. Yeah. The machine beast starts to attack Jerry by turning her, her stolen dress into like a possession item. So which she, she takes off. Yeah, she rips it off. She's back down to her like, uh, her lime, lime suit. yellow bathing suit. And he, and he is, <laughs> and it's real like, like, you know, we know what's happening here. But he yeah. says, like, so what's she going to do now? I'm going to try another metallic wave. Are you going to rip that off? Because you're just going to be fucking naked if you do. And he's like, and she, we just see her pull down one of the shoulder straps. And we see, like, the sky shot of the swimsuit going flying. And and Baraclos is like, what? <laughs> and when we cut back to Jury, she's covering up her bits. Yeah, so it looks like she's naked. And what she does is she moves her hands and she shows that she was wearing a very small bikini under that, under yeah, those clothes. Yeah, very thin tube top with a very high-riding uh, bikini bottom. Instead of attacking for a third time, yeah. his penis takes over <laughs> and he compliments her body. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. This is funny. The, 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 the spiral of Barra Clothes is one of my favorite... <laughs> downfalls of any villain ever we're gonna get into it but yeah he's like oh god <laughs> she cuts off knowing his... knowing how weak men are yeah she jumps into action and cuts off his head boner yeah and releases the o-ranger from under his control yeah they hand her her choriki for uh transform or choriki morpher. power brace choriki power brace fuck <laughs> We get a whole morph sequence where she does her attack, and then they all do their her, lo- their. Her attack is called Lightspeed Splash Illusion. Lights. That's a sick name. And then they go into her we- her specific weapon attack, which is uh, explosion, Choriki Baton. Yeah. Th- then they do their line attack, where they all form into a ball of energy, and then into one big ball of energy, and they fuck Choriki Dynamite. Choriki Dynamite. And then yeah. they do a sick landing pose. Just then, yep. Orvis comes in, or um, Acha and Kocha. Acha and Kocha comes in, uh, do their thing, make Barra clothes big. They yep. call on uh, their Choriki mobiles. We get into into a big fight. We see the uh, not Moa Loader, uh, <sighs> Dogulander. Dogulander, fucking Christ! We see the Dogulander uh, helmet. So we get the big cannon, and this fight is by the numbers, but the thing that is just just tickles me fucking pink 
is when Baraclose dies, he says, he, as he falls, like his last declaration, his last declaration as he gets chopped down is, I love you, jury. <laughs> Me too. Same, buddy. Same. <laughs> so he, he, this whole time, he's been trying to feign his indifference yeah. toward, towards her. When he finally sees that body, he's like, he he loved her. Yeah, that's it, smitten, just done. <laughs> like he sprung, sprung as, over. Oh, yellow. As the episode ends, jury returns all of the stolen clothes, and the team returns to the beach, talking about how much they put jury through. And she's like, "Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. You'll pay me back, whatever." But yeah. the episode ends as it began with summer, the sea, and youth. Yeah. Is the O Ranger run into the water? Yeah. See, that's a good episode. <laughs> Jury is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Big Mama, man, that's a good fucking episode. And and it's not even like, I mean, that's the joke, the fan service stuff. But yeah. like, it's not even that. Just seeing her like just do everything on her own, like and all that, just fucking run out to the woods. First thing she does, run out to the woods, get her emergency survival kit, and just start killing fools. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's awesome. It's 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 a it, the whole episode was one big chase sequence, you know. Yes, and it was wonderful. I mean, character development's always the best. Yeah, and like we said, Jury and Momo are the best characters. Yeah. So, with that, let's hop over to the final episode and talk about the other best character, Momo. Episode 24, The Laughing Nostalgic Man, which aired August 11th, 1995, written by Susumu Takaku and directed by Masato Sujino. There's an old pirate walking on the bridge as Momo <laughs> sings the theme to O-Ranger. <laughs> the old pirate. I thought he was... You see an old pirate? I thought he was Napoleonic era French military. Uh, you know what? You know what? You're more right, and I should restart it. I'm going off of the notes that I wrote, that's and funny. I haven't watched these episodes that's, forever. That's good, though, old pirate. <laughs> but she, you're you're not wrong. Momo is singing the theme to O Ranger, which is just precious. <laughs> so we cut to a shrine where Momo is now dressed in a yukata, is approached by the Napoleonic person which in my notes all just as pirate <laughs> um, who like likes to make assumptions about people the same way I do about white people yes let's talk about that for a second uh, there is a guy that I worked with at my now last job who was so very white and so very similar to me that I couldn't like him because <laughs> he's and staring into the 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 mayo mirror you know you know just when you hate yourself so much that you meet someone that's pretty much like you you should you should enjoy them but you're like no you're just another me fuck yourself wait a minute i hate me yeah yeah gotcha uh i was making a lot of assumptions about white people like i was asking why do white people wear long white tube socks (laughs) and things like that Mm -hmm. and he was like man you should give people a break. And I go, no, because I am white people and I know how much I hate white people. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
And he was like, I think you're wrong about a lot of your assumptions. And I go, I think that you cannot talk to me anymore if I can name every single thing in your refrigerator without going to your house. <laughs> and did I you, did. Did you get him? Did you get oh, him? Oh, yeah. I hit him with, I was like, there's a 24-pack of soda in there. And he's like, yeah, there is right now, but 24 is not enough. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're going to get diabetes. All right, cool. You've got three banquet dinners. Two of them are chicken nuggets. I don't know what the third one is. And he was like, well, that's right. He's like, you have either a box of bagel bites or a, or a family-sized bag of pizza rolls. And he's like, I have that. I was like, you have probably two gallons of whole milk. He's like, I do have two gallons of whole milk. He was, he was hoping you wouldn't, you wouldn't guess that ocean splash cran apple. But I'll... I was like, you probably also have a bunch of string cheese. Just a bunch. And I was like, in one of your drawers is just all Laffy Taffy. But you don't eat the banana ones. And he's like, man. He's like, I hate that you were right. (laughs) He's like, I hate that you were right on that. I was like, yeah, that's right. Don't talk to me about white people until you can name what's in my fridge. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's really good. That's yeah. true. That's true, though. That's the white people with me too, I guess, because I do not eat those banana ones. Nope. I mean, I got my I own policy about bananas. You know that. Yeah, but we were, but candy banana and real banana that's are a, that's two very candy, different flavors. Candy, yeah, candy banana is a monstrosity. I hate candy banana. Oh. Uh, after that, we went in for like a birthday party thing, mm-hmm. and they got pie from Marie Callender's. Ooh. All right? Kind of pie. That's what I'm about to get to. They had a banana cream pie, okay. two different ch- two different chocolate satin pies, one of them that had the chocolate crust and one of them that had the regular pie crust. Mm. Mm-hmm. A, a lemon meringue, because it's Marie Callender's, and that's what you get. Mm-hmm. And a cheesecake. Yeah. I was asked, what are all the white people going to eat? And I said, well, that's a toss-up. And I said, because there's two different white people snacks in here. <laughs> Number one is cheesecake. Yeah, that is. Number two, banana cream pie. Mm-hmm. Now, you might be saying, why didn't I go for the chocolate? Chocolate's an everyone flavor. Because chocolate is an everyone flavor, it's an all-the-time flavor. It means that the white people are going to try and differentiate themselves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And banana cream pie, I have to say, banana cream pie and uh, and cheesecake are two of the most uh, non-threatening dessert uh, confections, too. Yeah, and if you're a white people, you want to look as non-threatening as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So every white person there got cheesecake or banana cream pie, myself included. You've never felt threatened by someone that approached you and on their plate was a slice of cheesecake, you know? Especially cheesecake with no topping. Just a plain cheesed cake. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like you could mix it up a little bit with a little bit of, little bit of strawberry, a little bit of chocolate sauce. Maybe yep. even just whipped cream. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just a plain cream cheese and sour cream cake <laughs> with cinnamon graham cracker on the bottom. Yep. That's non-threatening it. at all. That's it right there. Yeah. Every white person <laughs> was eating banana cream pie or cheesecake. Yeah. It was incredible. Like I felt like I was on a racist rampage. 
No, that's that would be my assumptions too, man. I think that's just there's just you know there's some truth to these things. Stereotypes are real for a reason sometimes, and I will make very broad generalizations about white people <laughs> at all times. And I'm saying this as a whole-blooded Irish white people. You are, yeah, yeah. Like I drink that much milk, y'all. <laughs> that's it's crazy. Know this detail intimately. You have yeah. that. You have that refrigerator. I've yeah. seen, like, I mean, I've never seen you, like, out of stock on the cheese stick department, on the on the, on the the string cheese department. Yeah, currently I'm out, currently, at this moment. But in its place, because Bryn was over this weekend, I did have some Baby Bell cheese rounds, because mm. she loves those. Yeah. But I also just have a cup full of a spreadable cheese that goes on crackers. Yeah. Because white people love cheese. They do. They it's do. crazy. <laughs> it is so crazy. <laughs> so, what were talking The Napoleonic man. Oh, yeah. He makes correct assumptions about Momo. Yeah. About this being her hometown. And she's here for summer. Uh... You know, that she works hard, all of that. She gonna see her auntie. Yep. She sees some children having fun and approaches her her aunt. And we see this man come into view. And Momo and her aunt talk about nostalgic things like snow cones. And they see like a candy dealer coming around praising the O-Ranger and giving children free sweets. In this moment, it's very clear that the sweets guy is our bara, bara baddie. Yeah, because Ka- the candy Kakuro, glows. I think the kaka. Uh, let me see. Or kaka, if you want to be immature, but bara kakara. His name is Bara Excellency. Well, on the show, they said bara kaka or kakara. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. This is me going off that wiki page where I got all the information. Because mm. uh, I was looking at our little Baranoia Empire cheat sheet. Yeah. yeah. So he hands them, I don't know what kind of confection this is, but I'm very interested because it appears to be paper circles with clear candy Goop. liquid put onto them. So it just looks like melted sugar. Yeah. Which, you... I mean, like, I understand kids just wanting to eat, like... A gummy sugar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they sell candy gel, like that's yeah. That that hasn't that's been a practice for since the eighties, since we invented uh, blue as a as a food. Yes, but he's the bar of baddie because the candy glows as the kids eat it, and as Momo and her aunt are being nostalgic about the past, the only way you can be nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the candy kids come and they oh. fuck shit up yeah, with the firecrackers candy, candy and sport kids. The candy tur- the candy turns them into straight up bottle kids. Yes. Turns them into little fucking hooligans. Yeah, they're just fucking shit up. Firecrackers, squirt guns, they're hailing Satan everywhere. I mean the Baranoia <laughs> Empire. <laughs> and they take off on bikes and Momo chases the kids. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Napoleonic general he, interferes yeah. and he uses a top hat, the 
he uses a top to change the location to like an old city, like at nighttime. Yeah, it looks it's like kind of the place where Dick Tracy would be. Yeah, in Japan. yeah. And it's it's dark and something's off about it. And she tries to uh, use her powers there, but he reveals that she's in a pocket dimension. Yeah, and this is when he shows himself to be Barakaka. Yeah. Uh, she transforms and is able to become O Pink, and they begin their battle. Like, but it's mostly O Pink running through the alleys and streets, running she, into like mannequins. She keeps in, inca- yeah. She there's mannequins. It's just like a whole facade. It's just really coming apart now. Where it's really like this is all like a fucking weird macabre. Um, skeleton of a city, yeah, and, and and she runs into different um attendants and stuff like that, people working stalls, and it's all the same dude trying yeah, to. It's it's all Barakaka using all of his like improv experience. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like sometimes I'm an old woman, sometimes I'm a man that sells candy, and sometimes I'm in your bed. <laughs> but you don't know I'm there. Yep. Sometimes I I am your bed. That's how good I am at improv. I can yeah. just be a bed. Uh, O-Pink uses her Hadouken to Sometimes escape. Sometimes I'm just in the walls and I like to watch. Ooh. <laughs> they call me Barakaka because what I leave behind. Uh, as Momo uses her Hadouken to escape, yeah. she immediately contacts the team to come help her. Yeah. And I love what the team was doing. Family watermelon time. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who who proposed the idea. Because they're all stoically, well, Goro stoically. They're all eating watermelon. Just They got their own big slice of watermelon. They're all sitting around, not like, I got to stress, not in civvy clothes, not out somewhere, not in a park. They're at Obase, and they're at that round table they're always at. Just scarfing. On some watermelon. <laughs> it's fucking funny as shit to me. That they really were like, what are they doing? I don't know. Yeah. They, 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 they split a watermelon. Okay. Only, one of a, only one of us gets a day off at a time. <laughs> yeah. The rest of us have to stay here and wait for the chief to tell us to do something. Yeah. <laughs> Shohei found his watermelon. So we ate it. <laughs> <laughs> It really like I don't know. That's just that just really strikes me as the funniest fucking shit. That they just had no idea what the what they had them doing. They could have them do any kind of busy work, but nope, they're sharing a watermelon that they cut. They just decided to start shooting that scene as they were all enjoying some crafty together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking Uh, funny. As Momo starts to run away, she runs into the candy man who's still possessing kids and telling them the tale. Of the death of O-Pink. Yeah, so he has... We saw this earlier, too, where he was going to tell about Choriki uh, Sentai, the tale of Choriki Sentai. Now he's telling the death of O-Pink. And it's like this little picture show. It's just a box that he slides these pictures in and out of to like progress the story. Yeah, and it's like a kid's puppet show, but this is like a very like Japanese summer festival kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never seen it before in real life, but it seems like it's a normal thing in smaller towns in Japan. Yeah. But, like, honestly, we have nothing to compare it to other than, like, the five-cent puppet shows of the 20s. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very, um, 
Nickelodeon, not Nickelodeon the the network, but Nickelodeon where that term came from, you know, a nickel show and stuff like that. Yeah. That kind of shit. It's very much old, like old, like it's very old styling. So it makes, it makes sense with this guy who's, as we find out, his whole thing is like the past, you know, longing for the days of the, for the days of the past, you know, how, how they were, how things used to be. So he shows the story where O-Pink gets surrounded, and then she gets tied up, and then she gets thrown into a boiling pot of oil. Yes. And he then sicks the kids on her, and she's not going to hit kids. Yeah. So she's powerless against these attacks. I gotta gotta tell you how fast that plan would fail against me. That you would just hit those kids? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, also, like, that's not me being callous, either. That's not me not caring about kids. But that's just me going, like, you're going to send kids after me. No, I'm knocking them the fuck out. I'm knocking them the fuck out. Because if I get them out of the way and I get to you, I could I could save these kids. I could, t- I could take away this hypnotic spell you have on them. Because this is Super Sentai. And if I kill you, the spell goes away. So but I'm going to get to you. still hitting kids. That's okay. That's all right. I mean, if you can, you know. In real you, life. You know how much to measure into a punch. To just knock out a kid, not kill him. You know? In real, in real life, you're you're digging yourself a hole right now <laughs> that I'm not going to help you dig out. Uh, but in real life, you would yeah. hit those kids. But in real life on television, so like they're filming this. Like you're, it's not a Hunger Game situation. They're like, yeah, you got to hit these kids. Are you going to turn around and haul off and punch a kid on cops? <laughs> Like it's, if you're on if you're on live PD, are you gonna punch a child? What is what are the stakes? Am I saving humanity? Because yes, I would. Yes, but there are also police officers watching you that just see you punching a kid because I'll just explain you to were them. because you were mad about the Candyman yeah. telling a tale, he, the death of a superhero that nobody knows you are. Yeah, but I'm telling you, he's like, evil. I'm, I'm just saying, you're, you just say, I'm telling you he's evil. He's evil. As you they're throwing you in the back of the car. You gotta listen to me. He's evil. You gotta and, stop this and guy. And they're planting, <laughs> they're planting cocaine on your person. Yeah. No, and I, and I would explain evil. to he him was... that I knew exactly how hard to hit the kid. The kid will wake up. <laughs> That's, that doesn't help you. The kid will wake up. There's there's going to be no permanent damage. It's going to be fine. I, I knew... Just, just enough, just Except enough, just, the to, mental just to put him to sleep. Just enough to put being... him. He he's under a spell. He's under a spell right now. We don't know how he thinks. We don't know what he's gonna remember. As far as we know, he's in some kind of crazy sugar rush because the 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 Napoleonic man took him. The old pirate. The old pirate took him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would. I would just leave you there in jail because <laughs> that's where you're going in that situation. Uh, she is sent back to the pocket dimension to face a Ronin, uh, a ninja with a pistol, and Barakaka, mm-hmm. where he talks pretty much about how good he is at being other people. Yeah. She's knocked back into the real world where she runs to her aunt, who is Barakaka. Yep. The 
Machine Beast decides to construct Momo's execution platform by making it a show, hanging her over the boiling pot of oil. The O-Ranger finally get to this small town. They find Momo's aunt, who directs them to the execution pyre. Because she's tied up. They find a woman tied up. They know that some baddie's going to be involved. Yes. I I, I got to say, uh, Barakakara, he's my favorite. He's been yeah. my favorite villain absolutely so far in uh, O-Ranger. Because is he your favorite villain? Because he is basically being the ping pong, ping pong man from... <laughs> he's... Well, that's from, funny. Uh, Jew Ranger? I was going to say, that, like, he's been my favorite because he's giving me very um, Die Ranger vibes. Because each of our, like, Die Ranger guys, and even and, and even all of our, um, our yokai guys, they all had, you know, personality. They all, we all got a lot of time with them where we they see... They also all had human forms. They all had human forms where they could really emote and we had a lot of personality, you know. All of them like had that, and so you could really get a feel for them, and they had a real um, lasting image with you and stuff. Opposed to all the Machine Empire guys, which makes sense because they're machines, right? They're built for one thing. Well, I mean, you know, this guy also, Mashiro Sato, who played uh, Barakaka, he was actually one of your favorite characters from Kaku Ranger. Oh, he. He played Mujin, the, uh, what's it called? He was the French painting. Oh, the, the, the Tanuki. Yeah, he was the Tanuki. Nice. Yeah. The human form that worked in the art store. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, with the comic book and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, see, but that's, that's a perfect example, like how... The monster beforehand in the previous series here, where we had a lot of time to really see their personalities, and because of that, they had a la- like a, they left an impression on us. Whereas the Machine Empire, all these guys are kind of like, yeah, you know, there's some cool yeah. looking designs for sure. Some of them have been really cool looking, but they don't do much. You know, they don't do much as far as character wise, and I guess that's like the whole of O Ranger, right? It doesn't do much character-wise. <laughs> yeah. So, but to see this guy who's fully fleshed out and he's in his human form most of the time and he's emoting and he's talking, especially in this scene coming up here where it's extremely funny, where Auntie was like, motherfucker, what's wrong with you? You, I, you idolize the old days. Why don't you conduct yourself like a fucking gentleman then? How about yeah. you uphold... The decency of the old days instead of acting like a fucking jagaloon and he's like kind of like really hitting back and he's like shit you're right he's all i'm sorry and he lets momo go and the o-rangers catch him and the bar the bar empire shows up and it's like what what are you fucking doing you're a bad yeah. guy and he's Acha like and coaches show up and like hey man these were your fucking orders yeah and he's like ah oh, shit you're right <laughs> And he like and he's like sorry I gotta be a bad guy <laughs> you know like, uh, like he, he, but the whole time he's really acting emoting giving these cartoonish faces and stuff like that it's just I don't know there's a real character here and I appreciate that yeah so at this point 
the O-Ranger transform and go into battle with the Barra soldiers and Kaka. And each O-Ranger gets a moment of shine against a Barra soldier and then against Kaka. Like, each one gets a hit in on him. And then Kaka, who tries to kill Momo some more, is protected by Goro, who comes in using a Star Riser, giving Momo the opportunity to use the shield spin attack. Mm -hmm. Goro then calls the giant roller. And then we get our big boy battle. And... The one thing that was cool is that in order to call the giant roller, they do have to call all of the the O-Ranger machines. Yeah. The, are they called the Choriki Mobiles? Choriki yes. Mobiles, yes. They all have to be called, so they weren't called again. Like In Power Rangers, they would call them and then call them again to get more time out of it. But since they're already on the scene, they just immediately form O-Ranger Robo, and Red Puncher gets launched. And... It's a, about a minute and a half of a two-on-one battle where Puncher really gets the shine before gets, O-Ranger Robo yeah, and the gets, Vulcan head. He gets those sick, like, flurry of punches going and stuff. Yeah. And then they, they do the combination, and uh, we get the, uh, the, the, uh, the big attack, the big, the big cannon big burst. Big cannon burst. Yeah. And uh, to kill, uh, finish off uh, Barakakara. Yeah. And we go back to the Shrine Festival where the kids are back to playing and Momo and her aunt are reminiscing about, you know, as a child, her aunt always saved her. And even as an adult, she's saving her. So, yeah, and auntie came through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. At this point, we hear woodblocks go off and there's a new Candian showman. Mm, But it's the other O-Ranger all dressed in Yukata to tell the tale of basically the O-Ranger and Momo. Yeah. Yeah. And they and yeah, uh, yeah. They all run to the show as the episode ends. And yeah, they uh like like I said when we started this uh recording, uh the second and third episode were definitely my favorites here because it was well as as you succinctly put, the best characters were highlighted, which is uh Jerry and Momo. Yeah. And they both and both their episodes were highly entertaining. Yeah, they got the shine that they deserved. And that's kind of it. Yeah, we found out that so and as far as like character wise and character development, uh, we found out that uh Jury is incredibly competent. I mean, we already figured that, but we found that she's super resourceful. She's super resourceful yeah. and she's got a hell of a um Survival instinct, I guess you could put it. And She's mo- been in the shit before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, like, this was kind of like a reminder that this is a military-trained woman. You know? and yeah. And Momo, we found out, is a very, um, is a very, uh, she, she values, she values that, uh, oh, fuck, let me start over. What was I trying to think of? Momo's values of like nostalgia and family. Yeah, yeah. Momo has very, and we found out that Momo has very strong values towards like like home, nostalgia, your your, your hometown, family. She's a very family oriented person. But and, like, I don't know. Like, we live in America where family is more of a burden than <laughs> something to <laughs> something to like enjoy and be with. Like, there are some families that do, but like. Most families feel a burden of each other. You said right? that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, uh, it seems to be. 
you know, I'd say the majority of my friends are that way. You know, a majority of my friends are in that kind of situation. Yeah. Not saying everyone's in that. Not at all. I've seen some beautiful families and I've, you know, like awesome, please. (laughs) Not knocking that at all. But John, uh, Green Lantern, John. Yeah, yeah. John has a good, yeah, strong family. Loves his family. Yeah. Uh, Joker. It's all the Joker's it's all the got blood atonement. Yeah. Our our Joker. Excuse us. Not not Joaquin. Did you see that yet? Not yet. I really want to. I do as well. It's just one of those things that I know that Miss Bryn doesn't want to see. That I'm gonna have to go see by myself. And okay. you know, it's a movie about mental illness and. I think that going to see that movie about mental illness about yourself makes you seem like an incel. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see it by myself. Go for it, man. Don't let anyone stop you. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you just ended the episode right there. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cut off on a very ominous, I won't. <laughs> maybe we still will um (laughs) yeah i mean spooky uh, scary (laughs) happy halloween y'all yeah (laughs) we see a man that thinks he's a good actor but really he just wears costumes poorly like everyone does on halloween (laughs) speaking of halloween do you think that we're in the end of the era of the slutty costume we're either at the end or we're about to hit a boom period. Well, here's the thing. I was at Party City, and I saw Sexy Mr. Rogers. Okay. I feel like that's the end of the line, right? I think so, because that's sacred. Yeah, and I mean, like, they did the... <sighs> What's the name of that Hulu show about like the society like the dystopian society where the women are just like baby farms and they all have to wear like red <laughs> oh nun the dresses. handmaiden yeah the, like the I handmaiden? Saw sexy handmaiden yeah sexy handmaiden really yeah Ugh. Ugh. i think which i mean i think like... i mean have you has, have you seen any episodes of the handmaiden because if you watch that show you're like you have this about you have this period of about a year, I want to say, where you just can't get aroused anymore. Oh. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> I'm not going to watch that show. <laughs> so. it may We may be at the end. We may be at the end or we may be at the boom period. Depends on which way it goes. Either way, we get a big liberation. Or one way we get this big liberation or another way we're just like... We can put this behind us, you know, like we're, yeah. we're, this is liberation to get rid of it. I don't know. It depends where the coin falls. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, sexy Halloween costume never really, like, does it for me. I'm never like, oh, no. man, she's wearing that small cop's uniform. No, like, fuck no. Because when I see that, I just smell Party City. Like, I think of, I want to see, like, very funny costumes. Like, I always enjoy seeing a vinyl Lieutenant Dangle. Mhm. 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 Absolutely. Just I want to see a couple show up as like a plug in a light socket. Like yeah. something stupid. Yeah, yeah, silly. Yeah. Something some... that puts no thought but give it's all some... gimmick. Yeah, give me give me the real fucking dumb. Give me the dumb. That real good dumb. 
Like, show up is like, if you're going to show up in a sexy costume, make it terribly unsexy. Like, I want to see sexy yeah. Shrek. Where <laughs> you've got where you got all the skin showing, but also the fat suit on with it. Mm, there we go. There like we go. I want to see sexy pregnancy. <laughs> pregnancy is beautiful. It is beautiful, but it's not sexy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I like I said, I never saw like a sexy costume, and it had it elicited that reaction from me where I'm aroused now because it's a sexy costume. When I see it, I smell party city. I smell balloons. I smell party dinnerware, you know, and I just, mm. I smell spirit Halloween, which means that I smell the corpse of a store that was once there. Yeah. <laughs> late stage, that's why late stage called... capitalism. <laughs> Do you think that's why it's called the spirit of Halloween? Because it just is the ghost of a store. Well, it's I. That's it's one of those things where it's down the line. It's going to be a Mandela effect. I tell you what. Eight years from now, you'll see. Spirit Halloween is going to be a Mandela effect because everyone thinks it's called Spirit of Halloween. It's just called Spirit Halloween. No, I know it's called Spirit Halloween. I call it the Spirit of Halloween because of the ghost living in the store. Fair enough, but I, I promise you, that's going to be a Mandela effect in eight years. We'll see. Or people are like, yeah, I love Spirit of Halloween. Spirit Halloween. No, dude, I remember being Spirit of Halloween. And then they show them a picture, it's Spirit Halloween. And they're like, what? I'm from the other universe. Now, hold on. I'm not shitting on other universes. I think there are other universes. I just think some of these Mandela effects are pretty fucking conveniently spaced apart. Just enough time for us to forget. The and, only one and that us exists to is Luke, I am your father. For mm. sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And maybe, uh, what was the one that really like threw me? Kazam. No. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, well, you're actually from that universe, so you saw Shazam with Sinbad. Yeah. we already been over this. Yes. I am from Universe A, I saw Kazam. So... That's, I mean, yes, that's real. But as far as, like, Mandela effects that haven't been proven to us, but we believe, yes, the, I, <laughs> I am your father. And, oh, there's another one. There's another one in my mind, but it doesn't matter. It's not important at all. I remember when Nelson Mandela died, y'all. We're ending <laughs> our episode right now. Thank you so much for listening to our show. <laughs> We bring in new episodes every Monday and Thursday on your favorite podcatcher, and we're on all of them. So go get you some. If you like the show a lot, head over to patreon.com slash powerplaythrough, where a couple times a month we drop an episode of a mind meld of us and TV that hates us, but we love it. Go enjoy some VR Troopers. <laughs> go enjoy some Big Bad Beetleborgs. Get over there. Like yeah. Scorpion. Yeah. What if we Mandela affected that where it wasn't get over here and it was get over there. <laughs> get, o- get over there. Go Maybe. to that. Go that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come here. Go to that place. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Closer. <laughs> Come here, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe.
We want to thank Rainer for the use of our theme song, Power Playthrough. If you want to go get yourself a digital download of that, head over to rainer.bandcamp.com. While you're there, pay what you want for Scenery, their newest album, which is not that new anymore, but it's still new enough hey, it came out this for you year. to give them money. Exactly. Follow us on all social media at P Playthrough on Twitter and Facebook. We don't use the Facebook, so remember that. People keep liking it. I don't know why. Yeah, I've been noticing that. This is this week. Yeah, this week tonight. <laughs> On Instagram at Power Playthrough. Because I'm in the sky, I will be posting cool Toku stuff that I find in Japan while I'm in Japan, Japaning it up. Eaten exclusively at seven eleven. Yeah, which isn't any different from America. <laughs> Ask me if I went to 7-Eleven today to get stuff before we recorded. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did I get a hot dog? Fuck yeah, I did. Yeah. Did I get chips? Yeah. Did I get a lot of soda because I'm a white person? Yes. <laughs> what did I put on my hot dog? Cheese. White people. Mm-hmm. May the power protect you. Bitch. I also watched El Camino. Special pride and hordes Temple drive through space and time